please note that this episode includes trigger warnings for talk of disordered eating, body shaming, weight loss, and dieting. This week on Crazy Talk, I talked with my pal Steph, personal trainer and bikini competitor, all about fitness and mental health. We talked about Steph's own journey through the ups and downs of being a professional bodybuilder, as well as her approach to personal training. Steph aims to help clients focus less on the scales and more on feeling happy and healthy in a way that they can maintain long-term. We've linked Steph's Instagram and some other resources in the episode description and really hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. So uh, today on this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by my very good friend, Steph, who has agreed very kindly to come and talk to us about mental health and fitness and exercise. So thank you so much for coming to join. Hey. That's okay. Cool. Uh, I got distracted <laughs> then for a second because there was a really loud thunder in the background. So. <laughs> this, this episode has some like really atmospheric weather in the background. I apologize because I am just recording in my be- bedroom at the moment. Um, great. So Steph, you are a personal trainer and you've done like bodybuilding and like the bikini competitions and things in the past which is super cool um so do you want to maybe just tell us a little bit about that to start with so um just kind of what you do and how you got into like exercise and fitness yeah sure so um I my background is I'm a tennis player so always used to play tennis um from when I was about seven years old and then I went to uni um and um was playing a lot of tennis was playing a lot of different sports etc and then um one day I had too many two for Tuesdays from the lovely dominoes and (laughs) I woke up a little bit bigger than I was before and uh and so um I decided that I was going to get into fitness um started doing loads of classes um and all that kind of stuff um to start with and I didn't really see any changes to my body at all and then um I started lifting um because I was inspired by one of the girls that worked at the gym at the university um and she kind of inspired me to get lifting um and as time went on I kind of got a little bit more confident um in like form and everything and um eventually um you know started um taking it a bit more seriously and then I was spending hours and hours in the gym and so I thought to myself well I might as well take it one step further and like put all of this time that I'm spending here to a bit of use um so I decided I compete um competed twice last year um in bikini um so that obviously took a lot of dieting training cardio dedication um (laughs) like (laughs) mental will um but yeah um I actually used to take you to the gym didn't I Tash you did for a little while for maybe like a few months that was how long I lasted and she loved it don't don't lie you loved it we even did a session in your living room once we did it was great (laughs) I um did my competitions and I just kind of thought to myself, well, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to train people. I want to um, let people have this same kind of like sense of achievement of achieving their goals um, as I've had. Um, so I decided to qualify and um, get started as a PT, which I did earlier this year. Um, started out well, started out in December last year, um, 
and yeah I'm absolutely loving it I I just love the whole um the whole um vibe of being able to get people into fitness and get them confident and um enjoying their exercise that's the main thing for me because after having after having done all of um all of this I want to promote that side of it rather than the how much do you weigh this morning and take 50,000 selfies in the mirror and pick which one's the best one and post it on Instagram like that's not my vibe I would <laughs> I want people to I want people to enjoy what they're doing um and train because they enjoy it not because they have to um yeah. because they feel they need to to look a certain way or to you know lose this amount of kilos by this date or whatever um so yeah that's that's me I feel like that's that's good to hear as well because that's such like a much healthier way to look at like people's relationship with exercise so that's really nice to hear yeah. uh, also just to say it, I always find it extra cool when women are doing that weightlifting and things because I feel like it can be such a male space like yeah. both metaphorically but also physically in the gym when there's always that corner with all like the massive guys making their like grunting sounds and it's a bit intimidating so I always say to all my clients there's no there's no reason to feel self-conscious when you're in there because nobody's looking at you especially the bodybuilders because they're all too invested in themselves in the mirror they're not looking <laughs> at you they're just looking at themselves they're um, looking at their own <laughs> that's probably right <laughs> amazing um I'll say now as well that at the end of the recording I'll include um if it's cool with you I'll include a link to your Instagram account for your PT stuff and then people oh, yeah, see a bit of it great. yeah perfect um, great so my next question for you is slightly different and it basically um, can you give us a little bit of background on your experiences with mental health or kind of any elements you're particular, particularly familiar with yeah so um, to be honest with you like when I was at university and like pretty much any time before that I kind of was a bit oblivious to mental health like most people are um, kind of had that you know standard view of oh I've got nothing to be like I've not got nothing to be depressed about like that's what people you know um didn't really even think about it really at all um until maybe a year ago um when I'd finished competing and I just had this kind of like hole in my life um <laughs> of yeah. I had no goal I had nothing to do my relationship had basically fallen apart and I would just I kind of was stuck in a job that I was a bit like well where is this going um you know and I kind of hit that like brick wall of where's my life going what am I doing like I'm on my own I live on my own um and you know all of those kind of things um mm -hmm. And then from there, to be honest, I, it got a lot worse before it got better. And um, what actually really did like pull me through is my training and is my is my fitness and is getting qualified and and getting into a job in an industry that I actually want to work in and that I enjoy everything that I do. Because um, to be honest, it was the first time I'd had a job where I actually was excited to go to the job rather than just kind of sitting in an office from nine to five looking at the clock 
um <laughs> but you know so um and yeah and having a little bit more stability and like routine um but as I say like before that I was kind of I went through a stage where I was yeah okay I would probably say that yeah I was a little bit depressed and a little bit you know anxious and like cried a lot um <laughs> we've all been there that can't work <laughs> well like I would probably to be honest I would like to like talk about this in a little bit more detail later but like um the from doing the stringent like dieting and like fat loss that you do to prep to be go on the stage you completely throw all of your hormones as a woman like you throw your hormones completely out of whack um mm. and it isn't something that many bikini competitors talk about it's kind of uh, and I know because I asked people I asked like friends that I knew that had competed and stuff I said to them are you experiencing this like after you finish like do you feel like this and they were just like no no I feel fine I feel great and I was like I can't be the only person in the world that feels like this yeah. um <laughs> but yeah so it's not something that's like very widely spoken about mm. um but yeah so but now that I'm kind of, um, and to be honest, even like in this, in this lockdown, I've kind of felt a lot um, happier through having the work that I'm doing and through being able to carry on teaching my clients, running classes, etc. That's kind of like pushed me through. I think that if I had have been, you know, furloughed from a nine to five job and been sitting in my flat all day, then I could very easily have kind of gone backwards um so yeah yeah that makes total sense um so if we kind of look at like the positive relationships to start yeah. with maybe cool. um then for when I like in my experience I remember when I was first really struggling with depression and anxiety amongst other things and a lot of the a lot of people the first thing they said to me was you need to exercise like that'll fix it like that that's what will basically cure you and I remember at the time I was like super like dismissive of that and I was just like no like don't be ridiculous like, I need medication like my whole life's falling apart I need like all these different things and then kind of fast forward to almost like seven years later when I have gone through the process of um, finding out that for me personally what really helps is medication and some therapy that I've been through at different times and I've reached a point where I'm a little bit more positive and then in that like positivity almost I've then started exercising regularly and actually kept it up for more than a year for the first time in my life. Yeah. And what I found ironically now is that it's massively beneficial to my mental health. And I think I'm not saying at all that it's going to work for everyone or that it's a cure, but that like exercising regularly helps me with my mental my kind of level of, I don't know, like having a more positive mental health level at the same time as being on medication and things for specific conditions that I struggle with yeah and so I'm like yeah I just kind of discovered that but it took me quite a while to discover that it really can be beneficial so I just kind of wanted to talk to you and maybe ask um whether like you've kind of mentioned that how much it's helped you but how do you find maybe in more detail that exercise can help mental health basically I mean on the most basic level when we exercise we release endorphins and that make us feel happier that make us feel chirpier and even though you're sweating and you're probably absolutely hating the 500 burpees that I'm making you do in half an hour <laughs> um <laughs> you're you know you're um you're you're releasing endorphins and that's just great for the body um and for the mind um I always find that particularly like for example on like a day like today um 
I came home from work and I was like, oh, I just can't be bothered. I've just been feeling really sluggish and like, well, um, and I, I got in and I just thought to myself, right, I'm just going to pick like five little exercises, just going to do them, bish, bash, bosh, straight after the other, one strength, one pulse trader. And like afterwards, I literally feel 10 times more awake than I did. <laughs> and also a lot chirpier. Um, yeah. And like even, you know, going out for a walk, getting out in the fresh air, um that's been huge for me over the last few weeks um even though I've like half killed mister because I've been taking him for a three hour walk every day um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's yeah it's hugely beneficial to the body um and also just it's like I know we everyone talks about this all the time stress relieving etc etc but it gives you like a different avenue to like push those stresses so for example when I'm lifting a I'm not thinking about anything else I'm thinking about pushing that bar above my head and making sure that I don't squash myself with 60 kilos worth of weight um (laughs) or um you know some people find that like boxing and like actually like you know hitting things (laughs) takes that stress away from them um so yeah there's loads of loads and loads and loads of different examples of you know how exercise benefits mental health um but yeah i think a lot of um my clients do tend to um prefer to train in the mornings um and quite a lot of people do prefer to train in the mornings obviously it's not like it's not possible for some people um due to work and stuff but getting that getting up in the morning smashing a workout sets you up for the day clears your head you know um so yeah I wish I had the motivation to do it in the morning. I'm just rubbish <laughs> at getting up in the morning. So if I manage to do any exercise, it will always be in the evening. Sometimes at like 10 o'clock at night, it takes me that long. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really relate to a lot of what you've talked about as well. And it makes so much sense. Um, particularly things like, well, the fact that there's, like you say, just so many different options of exercise. And I think one of the things that meant that it took me quite a while to get into it was that for a lot of different things, I didn't get on with them that well. I found the, I found the, going to the gym other than when I went with you when we were going to the gym at university and it was quite quiet because I think when we were going it was in the summer holiday um yeah. so that was quite nice and less intimidating but me personally as someone with anxiety and obviously it's different for everyone but for me I struggle a bit with kind of being brave enough to go into a gym um but it's taken me a while but eventually what I found is um like yoga is one of the biggest exercises yeah one of the things that I connect with the most and I was like oh but yoga you know like it's quite relaxing which is really helpful but I also want something that's a bit more kind of raises my pulse and makes me sweat a bit because I find that more vigorous exercise can help me when I'm quite anxious Um, and what I've discovered recently is the joy of kind of power yoga where you get a bit of both so you get the meditation at the end and you get the kind of the relaxing and like benefits of stretching and yoga but it also makes you sweat a lot and you feel great afterwards for that reason um but yeah, just the fact that there's so many different options. I mean, for some people who they might get a lot of, a lot out of being outdoors, so they can go for a run outdoors, like and, um, anything that lifts your energy levels, like you were saying that most exercise will do that. Um, and I find that a lot of people also say running is just really good for anxiety. So, I mean, it's different for everyone. Yeah, and um, as well, like the, the whole, um, the social aspect of it as well. Like if you are a hmm. member of a gym, like a lot of the members of the gym that I go to, they don't ever go in the weights room. They never, ever set foot in there. Um, they come for the classes they come for you know spin class I teach spin class every week um, 
they come for you know the music the whole like atmosphere and like being around other people that are just trying to like sweat it out and achieve the same yeah. goal as them and like and you know it's where you make friends or like you know um so there is that aspect to it as well and I think when we went into this lockdown a lot of people really like struggled with that aspect if you're like a class goer that's your thing mm. you go to the gym like three four times a week and you do all your classes and then all of a sudden you can't be around people for eight ten weeks um so mm. I think so for that obviously the um the invention of zoom has been a wonder because <laughs> everyone can still see each other um as jump yeah. around in their living rooms um <laughs> but yeah and I think that is as well another thing that like it's a it's like a yeah. sense of community as well um yeah I think for a lot of people as well like it's just easier to motivate yourself to work out with other yeah. people or with an instructor telling you what to do like I always found that it was harder if I was like right I'm gonna try doing this class on YouTube at home or whatever um I just the motivation just wasn't there like there was no one reminding me to do it there was no one else kind of there that was doing it to inspire me so I can understand how that would be super yeah helpful. exactly and like um, with a load of other people that are also that are in the exact same boat as you and you know like you might turn up and it's your first time um but literally if you're in a room full of other people then it kind of you know it makes you feel a lot less self-conscious than you would if you're you know one mm. of the weights room and like yeah like, especially if you're in like a class where there's like a lot of diversity in like body types and yeah. ages and genders and like I feel like that's always where I feel most comfortable and a lot of gyms I feel like it's getting more and more like that maybe that's just my optimism but I feel like gyms used to be considered a bit more kind of like elitist and only like the super fit people went and now it's like a lot of people go to the gym like for whatever reason which is quite nice to see yeah what's well, um, quite interesting as well is that it used to be a lot of like only men go in the weights room and all the ladies do the classes but now it's like mm -hmm. kind of um evening out a lot more um obviously to be honest there are it's still mainly female dominated in classes but um yeah there's a lot more men kind of coming to different bits and bobs um which is really nice to see um but yeah so nice um cool the only other thing I was going to say is that I found it um really interesting what you said about how um and I think everyone probably relates to this who who does exercise um when you really really don't feel like doing it and you have to use like all of your willpower yeah. to do even the time to work out but then you feel amazing afterwards and everyone always tells you that but it's so hard to actually kind of put into practice because you struggle so much beforehand. Um, but for me, I think what I've gradually done, like slowly building it up, is been able to kind of remember how good I felt after the last session that I did or the last like yoga session or workout or whatever. And then that, that like motivates me more. And I, I feel like I didn't used to have that. I didn't used to be like, oh, but I know I'll feel great afterwards. It just didn't work for me. And now slowly I've gotten more and more able to, Kind of be motivated by knowing how great I feel afterwards. So I feel like for anyone who's kind of like struggling with that, like you're getting one hundred percent exactly. And you have to find what works for you. You know, like um, let's be real. Most people hire a personal trainer because they need somebody to push them for that hour, and they know that if they go there at that time, they're going to be pushed for an hour, and that's their like that's their session done. Um, so it's yeah a lot of people go down that route other people go down the route of obviously like 
exercising with others so you're you know having that um having that appointment you know um it not just mm-hmm. being up to you to kind of decide that you're gonna go or decide that you're gonna work out at this time it there's there's a class at 6 p.m i'm going there at 6 p.m to do this for an hour and that's that you know um yeah i guess that's the same with your yoga as well like your it's it's an appointment that you make and you know it's your time um mm-hmm. so yeah rather than kind of leaving it to when you decide that you might fancy it but that time might never come um <laughs> but yeah and yeah as well again this is the thing the main thing is for me is like that you do it because you enjoy it and you yeah and it, and you want to do it there's in my opinion in life there's no point in doing anything that you don't want to do so you won't be motivated and you won't keep up with it in the same way because you don't yeah, enjoy exactly. it like I was always looking for something that was more affordable because I've always been rubbish with money and I was a student <laughs> up until fairly recently. Um, so I was always like, I couldn't really afford a gym membership. I couldn't really afford a personal trainer. And everyone was like, oh, I just go for a run. Like it's free, you just run outside. I'm like, well, that's great in theory, but I just can't stand it. <laughs> so I'm never going to be much to do it. But then I basically happened to find a yoga class uh, a couple of years ago now that was round the corner from me and only five pound a session, which I could do just about do weekly um, and I could always skip a week if I was like waiting for payday or whatever and that was fine um and then from there I so when I first started going it was around the same time or shortly before when I basically had like a whole mental breakdown last year and was in a bad way and just having like there, there were points where it was bad enough that I just couldn't go to yoga and then as I slowly started to get better but I was still really feeling awful it was somewhere where I would feel better just for those like 40 minutes that I was in the class and I don't know whether it was the distraction like the hormones the endorphins like the fact that yoga is designed to be something that relaxes your body in your mind exactly. and, and like the breathing exercises i i found sorry to interrupt but i i also <laughs> yoga has never really been my thing to be honest i'm not very flexible i just don't really you know i'm i don't really have much of a detention span to be honest so i <laughs> on my brain i find i find it very difficult to to shut down and to like to not think and to do things like meditation and yoga have always been like, I find it so difficult to just like switch off and, you know, um, and relax, to be honest. I just find it very difficult to relax. Um, <laughs> so um, when I was, you know, having um, a bit of a bad mental health time, I kind of, I um, went to a couple of hot yoga classes. And um, I remember at the beginning, the instructor said, if you're new to this and it gets too hot you can just you know sit and relax um and needless to say i ended up not doing very much yoga and sitting (laughs) in the sauna basically um (laughs) but at the same time having you know not really done that much yoga and done quite a lot of kind of just sitting and contemplating and switching off it um it actually did wonders and it made me feel like amazing like when i came out um <laughs> i might not have done that much exercise but you know um well if you feel good then that's exactly. important so you know um it's yeah it's important to find what works for you um and now there yeah. are so many different types of there are so many different types of yoga so many different types of pilates um there's always new things coming out um and new things to get involved in so, and there's also so much like um, so many different types of exercise that you can access on YouTube exactly. um, and similar like 
on online and stuff where if you're sort of struggling to afford it that you still want to be doing something regularly like that's a good place for some kind of free resources to stay like active if that's something that helps exactly yes cool so um one other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was it's going to make me sound like really old (laughs) but I was going to say with the rise of social media um I feel like everyone is quite aware that there have been some like real negative sides to things like um Instagram for example and like TikTok and things that are emerging now in terms of discussion around like diets and exercise and people kind of showing off these like supposedly perfect bodies that all look the same and saying like this is how you should look you need to do these exact exercises and I've seen things I saw a really good post recently it was on TikTok like don't judge me I have TikTok this <laughs> comes up in way too many but we're in lockdown <laughs> there was something that I found quite interesting recently and it was around someone was giving the exact exercise you need to do to get rid of what they called hip dips okay. so you're probably aware of what I mean of where like I guess it's like people having different shaped mm. hips so some people's hips are rounder and some are kind of like more no, you're like, saying even you're, just, you're, you're saying these things and they're just making me angry um Karen- yeah <laughs> that's, that's good we can have a wrap don't worry um but yeah so I saw that post and firstly like I felt like that's crazy like that's the shape of your body also you should not I mean people shouldn't be pressured to look a certain way at all let alone something as crazy and specific as that exactly. um I felt that was that was punctuated by really loud thunderclap hear <laughs> <laughs> it gonna be great um but yeah but then what I saw that attached to was a video that someone else had done basically referring to that first one and saying people didn't even know that hip dips were a thing that were talked about or referenced until recently and it's almost like um the beauty industry every time body positive influencers and communities make people uh, like help people feel less self-conscious about certain things that the beauty industry might be pushing they then almost come up with new things and new ideals that people have to change i'm not gonna lie to you um, i so- have no clue what a hip dip is i'm i'm gonna have to like research it but i'm gonna do that google it after okay i can imagine what <laughs> it is and i can imagine that it's something that absolutely cannot be cured by one exercise um <laughs> yeah absolutely and not something that like needs to be mm. all. I think I might be wrong like I don't know science it's very scientific things but I feel like part, it's one of those things that is even more ridiculous than like other similar examples because it's basically to do with like the shape of your bone structure mm. <laughs> but I don't know these things I might be wrong but the whole point is that it's one example of a million ridiculous things yeah. and very negative things and when you look at things like TikTok there's so many videos on there um of people saying oh like my nine-year-old sister watched this video and thinks that now she can't eat certain uh. things or she needs to do a workout every day and the damage for like children and young people in particular but also everyone like is just massive so I kind of just wanted to chat to you about that because it's like something that you are like probably very aware of and something that you've probably been exposed to maybe when you were doing your training and stuff so is that something that you found difficult or yeah so, let's just chat about it yeah so I think that social media is a blessing and uh an awful awful thing at the same time (laughs) um i you will see the same person you know you'll see the same body over and over and over and over again and it's all to do with the whole it's all to be honest to do with the whole model um aesthetic of you know you must have skinny arms skinny legs um although the the latest thing isn't it it's that you must have 
skinny everything but a bum the size of like Neptune or something yeah. like literally <laughs> biologically impossible literally, I yeah um you know and you know big boobs big bum tiny waist and like yeah. and skinny arms and perfect shoulders and everything and it's just it's just utterly ridiculous um I have always said to yeah. them, like this is something that I always say to people and it makes them laugh I just say to them I can't see my bum so I don't care what it looks like um <laughs> I can't see it. It's behind me. Um, literally. Um, but the main thing I would just say to anyone that is listening to this and thinks that, like, you know, that they can use one exercise to tone one part of their body, you cannot reduce, you cannot spot reduce fat. Point blank, the end. Like, there is not one exercise that is going to, you know, give you the perfect bum or give you, you know, a flat stomach. Like, as it doesn't exist um so i think that once people kind of get past that idea um and again i cannot stand the the thought of well another thing that um irritates myself and my colleagues is like these glute bands um that people think that they're going to use and it's going to build glutes okay that's not going to happen um to build glutes you need to lift weight and focus on compound movements like squats and deadlifts, um, <laughs> etc. Putting a band around your waist, um, around your putting a band around your knees, and doing a squat or a lunge is definitely not going to make any difference. Um, so Fair. it's yeah, it's all just and social media is what teaches people bad form, awful exercises that they don't need to do. And yeah, just generally, social media is almost the devil in disguise in the fitness industry because it can teach such good stuff, but it can teach such awful stuff as well. Um, and as a personal mm. trainer, some of the things that you see, it's just, oh, it just makes you yeah. cry. Um, yeah, it kind of, I think it kind of relates back to what you were saying as well about how you encourage people to like do exercise and get involved in fitness because they want to and it makes yeah. them happy. Whereas things on social media are telling people you have to do this because this is what's expected of you and it's just you know not not a healthy mindset to go into it exactly and I think there's a lot of stuff on social media now as well around like um around weight and losing weight losing weight how to lose weight in lockdown how to lose weight here how to lose weight how to step on the scales and lose one kg every week okay right it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things if you you know if you weigh 60 kilos on Saturday and on Friday the next week you weigh 62. If you feel good in your body and you feel good in your mindset and you enjoy your training, the number means nothing to you and it should mean to you. Mm-hmm. And the amount of like trainers that I see just that focus solely on how much do you weigh this morning? How much do you weigh this morning? It, it almost mm-hmm. builds a, it builds something in your head that tells you if I haven't lost this much weight, then I've not achieved something. And that's completely wrong. Mm. Because you could, you could, I weigh 60 odd kilos. And I can look at somebody else that is like, you know, to look at bigger than me, and they weigh less than me, it means absolutely nothing. Like, just and yeah, I it really upsets me to see like people getting like almost obsessive 
about stepping on the scales every morning and what, when, what they should be focusing on is how they feel and how exercise makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. um, obviously, you know, if your goal is to, if your goal is to drop however many dress sizes or whatever, again, I wouldn't say step on the scales. I would say, you know, take photos of yourself and feel good in how you look, you know, um, but it's all very mm-hmm. exercise in the whole fitness journey is it's a very mental thing and it's not, and you know, obsessing about weight and everything is not going to do you any favors down the line. Um, that would be my main yeah. kind of thing that I would take from this. Um, but yeah, so I think social media can be very, very good. Um, and it can be like a huge source of, um, knowledge for us and like literally at the click of your fingertips. Um, obviously as like personal trainers, we use it a lot to, you know, look at new exercises, new, um, research form, etc. But, um, yeah, it's something that shouldn't be taken too literally all the time. And I feel like with things like that as well, especially when people are being, um, like, told that they should be considering exactly how much they weigh and that that's something that's important in the grand scheme of things or like defines who they are or anything and all these kind of like false messages that that's also something that is likely to not only affect people's mental health um generally and make them feel awful but also potentially um lead to specific conditions or specific issues like disordered eating um that's something that i've spoken to you a little bit about in the past as well so just um wondered whether that's something that you're kind of familiar with or anything something that you've, you've come yeah, across yeah so all. I think that like again um all of this kind of like fad dieting and like oh, yo-yo dieting as they call it um it's yeah for me as a personal trainer I think it's much easier for people to exercise more than it is for them to eat less mm-hmm. instead of counting your calories you know count your steps um <laughs> like it's and it just it worries me like that people go on diets that they're not going to be able to maintain like who on earth wants to eat a salad for for lunch and dinner for the rest of their life like you don't you need to you need to build muscle in order to build your metabolism to be able to enable yourself to be able to eat you know everyone needs to eat what what they want to eat you know it, you only live life and if you're going to spend it worrying yeah. about how much food you're putting in your mouth every day then it's yeah um that's, it's not good um i think a lot of dieting mm-hmm. can lead to disordered eating um i'd actually like to talk about a um a bit of a different spin on it um which is obviously i i dieted um yeah sure very 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 stringently for five months um and i lost i know obviously we've just spoken about how it's not about weight but i lost 28 kilos in doing it um so i lost a lot of weight um and um from there going back to eating normally was very difficult in terms of like because I'd restricted myself for so long when I no longer had to, I was just like putting any food that I could possibly find in my face. Like, (laughs) um, 
Which is, it's funny, but also it's not funny because it like, um, they call it extreme hunger. And to a certain extent, I still have it, um, even a year on, um, mm. which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it's just a, it's almost a, like a hormonal thing of that your body has been, has been restricted and like, I'm basically starved because that's what you have to do to get into the shape for the yeah. to step on the stage for these competitions. You basically have to starve yourself. Um, have to be hungry every you're, you're hungry mm -hmm. all the time um and you just have to deal with that um <laughs> or you do what i did sometimes which was you eat a cake whilst doing cardio um <laughs> i'm not that's true story i actually did that that's <laughs> which is not good i don't like recommend doing that um but yeah but okay. even now it sometimes like when i had it really badly I just could not stop myself. I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat until I was literally like so bloated. I couldn't put any, I couldn't eat anything else. And then I'd be like, okay, it's fine now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And you say like, sorry to interrupt for a second, but you say that when you, it's, you said that it sounds silly because you can stop eating. But I mean, I think what you're saying is like completely legitimate and not saying it's the same thing. Um, but like for people who struggle with yeah. like binge eating as an eating disorder, like that is a mental health condition. So like people are quite often use the attitude of, oh, but you can just stop eating. You can just, you know, control this more, but it doesn't necessarily work like that. So, that I mean, I completely get where you're coming from. No, no, no. Sorry, that was my and I, I just, Yeah. And for, for people that are kind of embarking on diets and like, you know, saying to themselves, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to eat, I'm going to eat 1,200 calories today and whatever. Um, just think about the longer term of this. Like once you've achieved your goal and you've lost all your weight and you're, you know, feeling amazing about it, at some point you will have to, you know, ease off. You can't spend your entire life eating 1,000 calories a day. Like that's not, it's not sustainable and it's not good for your body it's not good for your hormones mm. um so what i would rather much rather people do is that they get into their training they build muscle they build a metabolism which enables them to eat more and eat more eat less um eat less stringently and you know be able to afford to do that um which you know but going back to this um, kind of like binge eating kind of um, thing is I think a lot of people, when they think of an eating disorder, yeah. they think of like anorexia. Um, and that is yeah. like the main thing that people always think about um, whenever you say disorder, isn't it? Um, mm. And people don't like consider this yeah. as a thing. And it's actually very interesting because I kind of got to the point with it where I was I was like, I can't keep doing this. It's ridiculous. Like I was literally like, this is ridiculous. Like I can't, cause I wasn't seeing like, so I would literally, I'd, I'd eat a normal healthy, um, balanced diet in the day, get to about seven o'clock, sit on the sofa to watch TV. And I'd be like, right, what can I eat? And I like slam a load of cakes. And then, um, literally got to the point where like I was eating jam out of the out of the uh, out of the jar with a spoon like <laughs> and like and just sit like silliness that it was just not healthy and um yeah and I, again I asked people that I knew that had competed if they had experienced this they all said no um and I actually found um 
somebody on Instagram who had kind of um, come out and said that she had experienced this. Um, and what she did, which I wasn't going to do, but sh what she had done is to um, basically eat till she was satisfied for like a year. And obviously she went from being completely mm. shredded to being, you know, a very healthy, like size 10 to 12. But obviously the difference between her like completely shredded physique and how she looks now um, was again, very, very, very heavily um, criticized in the fitness industry. Um, if you like, what? some people will know who it is that I'm talking about, um, but which is completely wrong because you know, how she wants her body to look and feel, or how she wants her body to look and how she wants to feel about herself. Like she said, that it was all very hormonal yeah. and she needed to just kind of like to um, balance her hormones out. And the only way to do that was to eat until she was satisfied. Yeah. And now she's at a point where she can eat completely normally and she's no longer experiencing that extreme hunger. Um, so yeah, and then I spoke mm -hmm. to another coach um, a couple of months ago and the first thing that he said um, to me was, this is completely and utterly normal, but nobody talks about it. Uh, which is, yeah, and it's like, wow. yeah, okay. it's almost kind of like a weirdly kept secret in um, in women's bodybuilding. Um, <laughs> yeah. It makes so much sense, though, like that something that drastic is going to have that effect. And it's such a good example. And it's it's also just like really nice. I'm really grateful for you kind of coming on and speaking about that so honestly, because I feel like that will be really important to many people. And it's yeah just really important to talk about I mean even the fact that in that industry someone who was going through that and then got back to the point where they were like a size 10 to 12 like that's small in the grand scheme of things and the fact that someone was having those like negative attitudes thrown at them because they'd gone from being super super muscly yeah, to exactly. what is still a small exactly like, like um and then another basically. example of it in from the male perspective which is even more shocking to me is the um, men's um, Mr. Olympia winner a couple of years ago went out and did a like a, a guest posing hmm. at one of the other shows and he's in his off season. So obviously he's not going to be 8% body fat and completely ripped and shredded. And he walked out and he's still a huge muscly guy and they completely ripped him to shreds because he hmm. wasn't he wasn't in shape and he's Mr. Olympia. He should look like he should, you know, maintain himself and take a bit more pride in himself. Give the guy a break for goodness sake, the stress and the like the mental and physical yeah, stress not. that these people put on their bodies to be able to look the way that they do. People need a break. And like, it's the same, like with this lockdown, a lot of like the, um, a lot of the top like bikini models and um, girls and guys have like, have left their coaches and there's like this kind of outrage in the industry that oh people are leaving coaches yeah because they probably want a damn break <laughs> they probably just don't want to think about what they're eating for yeah. like you know a couple of weeks just like uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah I, I, it's just so like it makes so much sense to me like i'm i'm kind of horrified by some of what you said but at the same time not such surprised a because and it everyone makes judges everyone on everything and it's exactly. just like yeah you know 
just stop and think like before you judge someone else stop and think how you would feel if somebody passed that judgment on you that's my kind of like how I that's yeah how I try to live you know absolutely and like think about how like in the grand scheme of everything that happens in life everything that people go through everything that's going on in the world like is someone's weight and what they look like really like that much of a priority yeah yeah it's really nice to have that like this kind of like positive conversation with someone who is a personal trainer like while we're in this i'm kind of i'm trying to focus more with my clients on mobility and you know um making sure that you know your your hips and your um and your glutes are strong so that you know when you're 70 years old you're not going to be bending over a zimmer frame and things like that and it's like the fitness industry is about so, so, yeah. so much more than just having the perfect body. That's like, that's not what the fitness, fitness, uh, the fin- mm. the fitness industry, the fitness industry is about. It's, it should be <laughs> about creating a body that is going to sustain you well through your whole life. You know, a lot of people that lift say that they're, they're doing this, mm. they're doing this for, um, they're doing this for their whole lives you know they still want to be doing this when they're 60 I know people that are still lifting heavy heavy weight at the age of like 60 65 and I look at them and I'm like wow but if they hadn't have done that in their early 20s then you know when by the time they get to 65 Mm -hmm. they would be sedentary and you know it's all it's all about that's what it should be about it should be about keeping yourself active so that in your later life you can you know reap the benefits of it that's where we really start to see Um, yeah that's a really good point and something that I've not really thought about as much like maybe because I kind of have the you know the privilege of still being fairly young now that it's something that maybe you don't think about until later on and then a lot of like older people in my family or people I know say to me like oh make sure you you think about looking after yourself now um and I think yeah that that like kind of looking after yourself and like self-care almost in the form of exercise where if you are someone that's going to exercise regularly like that's great and do that in a way where it makes you feel really good mentally and physically and then you know like you're on the right track the other day oh like will my mobility come back like obviously I'm like a little bit immobile now and like I'm not as young as I was but will will it come back and I said of course it will like that's the reason we're doing this stuff it needs to like I'm working with people not just for weight loss like I think most people come to a personal trainer because they want to lose weight or they want to as people say tone up which kind of doesn't really mean a lot but you know that's that's a rant for another time um (laughs) but like it also should be about you feeling good and you feeling you know you standing taller and being able to walk down the street and you know feeling stable and you know things that you don't think about when you're 20 like things Mm -hmm. that don't even pass your like through your mind (laughs) so but they should (laughs) yeah that's fair um I'm trying to think whether there's anything else I was gonna say um but yeah I mean I think that's kind of like a really nice like rounded way for us to look at it I mean the dream would be that the kind of majority of people having this influence on Instagram and social media is people with like more of the kind of outlook that it's about feeling good 
no matter what you look like mentally and physically um so yeah that's our kind of like yeah, utopia exactly. that's what we would like we're to human see, beings I, <laughs> I know i said like everyone judges each other we're human beings of course we judge each other that's like that's that's what we do but um we judge each other and we and we yeah. think a lot about how we look because we're we're all kind of a little bit narcissistic in our own way like it is that is just a trait of being a human being everyone looks in the mirror and everyone will see something mm. that they don't like but you know think about it constructively and think about it in the grand scheme of things and if you're happy in your life and you're happy in yourself then those little things that you look at and you think oh I hate that bit of my stomach or oh I you know wish that I had more toned arms or whatever um those are all things that are pretty immaterial when you consider that you're a healthy person and mm. that you're alive you know um so. yeah and people are being exposed more to that kind uh, of mentality and that kind of like both like body positivity generally and just like positive healthy relationships with exercise and with what you're eating then i feel like overall that would be like you know far better than what people are seeing at the moment and make it easier for yeah. people to kind of internalize that in the same way as what they're what people are generally internalizing now is oh this picture of a model that tells you exactly. how to get skinny and, in four days and this is what I think doing. the whole um, um yeah. coronavirus situation has um in a way done a really good thing for the fitness industry because I think that when we come out of the other side of this I think people will think about their health in a way that they never have before uh, and you know mm, yeah maybe people will be a lot more grateful for what they do have than they have before um and yeah, yeah again it makes pe it makes people put things into perspective um i think it's good um true and then obviously as well yeah, you will never take for granted the the fact that you can like i think people have um we take for granted like the nature and like being able to go outside for a walk and stuff but people won't take that for granted anymore. And that's that I think a lot of people are kind of getting back in touch with, you know, going for a walk, going for a run, getting out on their bikes. Like, my goodness, I know I absolutely despise cyclists at the moment because I'm not currently a cyclist. Um, <laughs> I am a walker and they just try and run over my dog in the park. Um, but I've never seen so many people out on bikes ever as I have in the last like few months. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is if for people to kind of reconnect with that kind of side um, is really nice. And hopefully that will continue like, and yeah. people will continue to get outside, exercise outside rather than going and walking on a treadmill. Like who wants to just stand and walk and stare at a wall, like go outside and walk in the world where there's things for you <laughs> to see and discover, you know? So, yeah. Definitely. Um, nice. So I feel like that's uh, yeah. probably a really kind of nice positive note to end on. Um, unless there's anything else you want to yeah, add or anything else we haven't covered yeah. that you want to mention. That's nice. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on. Like it's like I said before, like it's so nice to have a conversation like about fitness with someone who worked in the fitness industry in like kind of a healthy way with like mental health as a consideration. So Definitely. I'm really really grateful for you very, like, coming on to talk about that. And prevalent in pretty much my everyday life.